Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. And I'm Andrea Allen. I'm Chemda, and here we are again, coroning from separate apartments without a guest because we have so much New York City information to give you that uh, this is going to be fun. Oh my God, I can't wait. Before we get started, I want to announce that we're going to be having a live virtual event on May 16th with all of us, and you're going to be able to join. If you want more information, we're going to give it to you. Why don't you join us at our Facebook group, Only in New York listeners? It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I got a little taste of what like a, a Zoom podcast event was for Keith and the Girl Week. And it's really fun. Like, it's a completely, I feel like we get to interact with people a lot more. And people from all over the country, world, came by. And it was really, really, like, felt like a nice way to unite everybody. So I'm excited to do that with the fans. It's oddly warm to do a live show. Like, it it also feels good that you're um, standing in front of not just your screen, but people from around the world. So it's we get to chat with people and hear their questions and talk to each other in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. It's amazing. We did uh, we did the Keith and the Girl shows, and I was just there were so many people because you know people that normally couldn't travel to a live show. It's like every single one of you can make it to this. So yeah. that's going to be thousands you of people. Better make it to this, motherfucker. Or we're going to give Guys, you Corona somehow. <laughs> Well, I wow, mean, we're going to get that anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> we're going to have thousands of people at this event, so make sure um, you stay on top of the news, you get in early, because we're going to cap it at about 6,000. Okay. Yeah. Good. So you want to get in there right away. Um, I have some really important, exciting news. First, oh, also, before I forget, um, it was my birthday two weeks ago, and what I need from you guys is to go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a great review telling us what you love about the podcast because we need to know that. Yeah, and um, for me, it's an ongoing birthday for me because I need attention constantly all year round. So every month on the 2nd, let's just call it my birthday since my birthday is December 2nd, and I would like the same gift that Tracy wants. Yeah. And I'm already dead, so please honor my name by uh, writing reviews for a podcast. It's more of a when memorial. The host is dead. Yeah, so. it's, yeah, it's a memorial kind of thing. I had uh, a fantastic week. Everything oh, is fine. Yeah. Nothing is wrong, so that's good. Can I, I spo- interrupt? Please. Did you, did you know that they've started doing antibody tests in New York City? Yes. And so far, it's like one in five people have 
coronavirus. Yes. I wanted I, to let like, you know that too. I love that Andrea has it. Andrea's intention when you get on the phone with her and it's very lovely. She's like, hi, how are you? And we're all like, you know, we're allowed to be fine. So we're fine. But it's a mm-hmm. weird time. And she's like, yeah, let's talk about normal shit. But first, did you know how many people are dying? She like, can't. She can't. I think... I think it's a positive that everyone has it in New York City. We good, baby. Let's go out. This is true. This is like dating like within the circle of disease. It's perfect. Exactly. Yeah, everyone has herpes. Petri dish. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, how are you doing? How are you guys doing? Oh, great. Are you mentally stable? Because I'm good. Yeah, I've been mentally stable, so I don't know what you girls' problems are. Um... I last week I talked a little bit about my oven being broken and if Mm. you know me I cook a lot of sauce I make a lot of balls I was very distraught yeah but I bought the part because I am a repairman I'm a doctor I'm a reverend I'm a repair person like there are so many things there's so many working parts to who I am as a person yeah and I I googled this I watched no less than 10 to 400 uh, YouTube videos mm-hmm. on this exact F11 error that I was getting on my stove. But I, I actually and think I bo- that is the way to get a repairman license now is everything you do. Yeah. 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 We yeah. all well, are, are going they licensed? To this University. isn't a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I put my pants just so it was below my crack. <laughs> I didn't to shower for two days. <laughs> you hit on yourself. I did. You I made an like, uncomfortable hey, comment to yourself. Hey, Toots, let me get a glass of lemonade. <laughs> so I did this all. Um, so real quick, I'm not going to bore you guys with you know how amazing I am, but here we are. Uh, so I pulled my stove out, and I was told that I had to shut off the gas. That's number one. But my gas valve is like crusted, closed with paint because whoever mm-hmm. the genius was just painted right over it maybe a hundred times. Yeah. So yeah, what I did was I, that. <laughs> I chiseled it off with the help of Michael Scott via Instagram Messenger. He I coached me this. through like half of this thing. My friend Kevin from San Francisco, my friend Joe, like I had so much great support through this whole thing. Wait, so what you're Just saying ask- is even in Corona, you know a guy? I know a guy. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got okay. a virtual gang of guys. <laughs> I literally had a virtual gang. I chipped away at the paint. I was using pliers to try to turn it. It wasn't working. But you know what? A wrench. That's what turns things. So I used the wrench. I clamped it on. I used it as a vice grip, if you will. <laughs> I turned off the gas. I took off like all of these things on my stove. I basically took the door off. I unassembled the inside of my this stove. This is insane. Tracy, I replaced this is, the igniter. This is the sexiest you've ever been. Thank you right? so yeah. much. It's so this is so hot. Can you yeah, talk? I'm you're like too. under the hood of a car. Yeah. Can you talk yeah. slower? Mm-hmm. I took off the oven door. Yes. Thank you. And then I took off the inside plate oh, on shit. the bottom of the oven. Wow. Mm-hmm. I unscrewed whatever covers the thing that I needed to replace. Is this surgery? Do you, are you technically a surgeon now also? I've been a surgeon. This is different. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, this is you know, appliances. I'm a, a human surgeon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I took the old igniter out. And Crazy. then I put, I installed the new igniter by clipping it uh, to the correct wires and then screwing it to the side of this mount. Wires? You're clipping wires? Yeah, it's this not a big deal. Crazy. 
I, by the way, as, as you're talking, I'm like, I'm like, no, pay attention. This is why I can't fix things. Because as soon as (laughs) you have a lady brain, your lady brain can't (laughs) handle this. Hemda, your simple little baby lady brain needs to focus. Isn't shopping. This is real life. Okay. We're not talking about manicures and martinis. Please okay. focus. Okay, thank I you. I know that you want a Cosmo and you want to talk about the guy that you're fucking this week, but guess what? Yeah. All of us look like shit. We're all repairmen. <laughs> We're all repairmen business now. owners. And this is what it's been reduced to. That's what it is. I, uh, it's I not put... a cappuccino and a chat. It's your balls deep in your own appliances. Exactly. And everyone's dead. There was Continue. so much grease on my hands from the... From the the hinges of the oven door, it's like greased with like this black grease. I oh had to like, God. yeah, no, this is. So I put the oven door back on. I hit start. Guys, my oven got hot in like one second. Really? Yeah. That, that's and, like, incredible. That would make me wow. so nervous. I'm like, oh, my God, now it's working well. Does that mean it's going to blow up? But then again, no, you know, I'm sure it ruined your nails and you're very upset about it. It ruined my nails. Tracy's I had to cut like, all my nails. Tracy's like, let it blow up. Just take me. Yeah, I don't want to suffer, but I do want to die. I don't know if you've made that clear in any of us, any of the podcasts that I've done in the last two months, but it's, I'm done. We've all become, I mean, Hemda and shout out to Xerxes set up an entire virtual Zoom like comedy week yeah you know we're all engineers in some way now this yeah. is not we are no longer comedians and podcasters that is a, a profession of the past yeah now we're all hot wiring cars yeah i'm a professional bandit um yeah. i bike around in the middle of the night and scream you're an athlete can I, t- can I tell you when i'm out there rona riding so i ride around on my bike in the middle of the night most nights just to uh feel sane Mm -hmm. that's how i just to uh, feel alive if you will engage in sanity is uh biking around empty streets sounds like it's working i mean (laughs) yeah sure uh but i like to scream like i like to go to particularly remote places and just scream my fears so you'll see like a city bike whir by and i'll be like i'm afraid i'm gonna and then I'll take a few. You pictures, know what's really comforting for city. the people that live around there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you and know, like, wait, did you hear that again tonight? I did that one. Sometimes honey. I howl. I was I was uh, biking like all the time. Of course, before this, I did that while I was um, we my husband and I just broke up, if you can call it breaking up. And I got I oh. spent like three hours in the Apple Store where they fucking ran me around. I got so livid that I called them as soon as I got out of the. What? The store, yeah, and I put my headphones on, I got on my bike, and it was, I had to cross a bridge, I had to cross town. The entire time, my level was that screaming level where you can hear, like, and it's it's full of people on the street, and they're just like, someone's having a time. I remember crossing the bridge, and I got to levels that were so loud. I'm just yelling, you motherfucker! And it felt like, you know, when in the movie where like sound happens like really creepily and all the birds suddenly flock like out of nowhere i'm like yes there were no birds but somewhere birds (laughs) decided to just go out of nowhere there's so many crazy people and i was one of them that day oh yeah i'm a full-on crazy person when people are like that there's an unsafe individual that's me birds are flying all around new york city and it's all because of me and it's at 2 a.m i'm not a crazy person uh although 
the video that I took last night would actually say that I might actually be a crazy person. Share, 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 share. Okay, so <laughs> last night, so I don't know if you guys know, but it's been fairly hard in New York City to get an Amazon Fresh delivery. I finally scored an actual delivery slot. And awesome. the thank you so much. If the delivery driver cannot find your apartment or find your house, they call you. So mm-hmm. this guy calls me around. The, the delivery was a five to seven window. He calls me around 530. Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, he rings my bell an obnoxious amount of times. Mm. Like, I hate that. I hate that. And you know it's going to be a problem. I know from the ring that you're going to be a yes. problem. Your personality is not okay. Yes. Yes. Because they, they ring once and then they do it in a frequency where it's Oh, like, no, no. He did. How would I not have heard that? He did one long. My bell rings as long as you keep your finger oh. on it. Oh, so he did off. one like I would say 30 second ring, then another 20 second. Like I was trying to buzz him in, but he was still ringing. Oh, hate this. So already. I was like, this guy's the worst. Who I mean, it's mm-hmm. clearly a man, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? No, a nurse. Why am I not in your house already? You have to listen. You got to come over here because this is where the action happens. So he rings the bell. We know he's going to be a problem. Two minutes later, I get a phone call. I pick it up. He's like, hi, I'm your delivery driver. Do you live on the second floor? And I said, I do live on the second floor. He said, I'm at apartment, whatever it was. And I said, yeah, well, that's the wrong wing of the building. So when you walk in my building, you could either go to the left or the right. And one elevator, like, you know, the elevators are not connected. You can't connect Mm -hmm. the floors. There's different wings. So I said, oh, you're in the wrong wing. Just take the elevator back down to one and then go to the other elevator and take it to two. And he goes, oh, yeah, I don't have time for this. He goes, I'm just going to cancel your order. What? <gasps> like, at least leave it. You're already. But at least leave it in the lobby on your yes. way out. Mm-mm. He said that he said he's going to cancel my order. I said, like, please don't cancel my order. I need that order. And he goes, I don't really give a shit about your order. I have tons of other orders. He's like, I'm canceling your order. Oh, my God. So oh. what I do is I realize, like, he's on the other side of the building on the second floor. It's going to take him a second to get down. So I run down the stairs. There's no bra involved, okay? There is a mask, though. I did put on my mask. Nice. I run across the building, and I find him throwing <laughs> my groceries on the floor <gasps> in the hallway. Okay, he has strewn them about. It's not even on my side of the building. It's not in the lobby. It's literally in the hallway. He has strewn them about. So I start recording. Oh, nice. Yes. And I record him. And he has on flip flops in the rain. He has on slides and socks in the rain. And he is not the nicest. And I was like, excuse me, you can't do that. You can't just leave things here. Now Now he's like, oh. This is the bitch. Uh-huh. She found yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you I was this like, fucking bitch with the tone. I was like, you can't even, you couldn't even deliver them to my apartment? You just throw them on the floor? And he's like, I don't have time for this. He goes, I don't know how you're, I don't know how I would even find your apartment or something like that. I don't know. We have the video. I'll post it in the group. Take a guess how you would. You go in the other elevator like I told you to. Anyway. Um, so he runs away. Love I it. videotape him running away. He's running. And uh, I call Amazon. I call Amazon. I tell them what happened. They're like, oh, no, this lady on the phone was from, you know, a lot of them are from the South and they're like really nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh She goes, oh, my God, what a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I was like, oh, my God, Bernadette, I love you. So she wrote a report. And do you know that someone actually called me back? 
Wow. In now, these the times, they very called impressive. Me, they, she called me back at 9.30 at night. It was so nice. She was like, hey, we'd like to see the video, you know. Um, so she saw, I sent her the video while we were on the phone. She watched it. She's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you two are like eating popcorn. Yeah, she's it. like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this shit. Right. And she goes, I go, listen, I am probably the most loyal Amazon customer in the world. She's like, no, yeah. I see that. I said, I have had such crazy experiences during the Rona. I said, I had this crazy guy in my building. And then a few weeks ago, when you guys canceled my order right before you delivered it for no reason, I talked to someone on chat through Amazon and I was like, hey, you know, he showed me his dick. Yeah, I was like, hey, can you, you know, can you reschedule my grocery deliver? It's, you know, it's kind of like an emergency. And he goes, if it's an emergency, please call 911. Ah. And I said, come on, man. I was like, he's like, you just have to keep refreshing. I was like, I've been refreshing for hours. And he goes, well, then take a nap. Oh, oh everyone, so woman everyone's the running with, their type five by you. That's nice. You're just, oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's real funny. So I joke, told the joke, woman and joke. the woman's like, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I actually just read that conversation. She goes, I was looking through your account before I called you. She goes, and I did see that that guy actually did say that to you. So you have all these like records of you getting like fucking yeah, owned by uh, me getting Exactly. So, so they gave me a $50 gift certificate. And you know oh, what? I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. Hell yeah. I'll take it. So you didn't negotiate for a $100 one. Just checking. Hamda. <laughs> nah. <laughs> It's Rona. You just let someone win for once. <laughs> it's Rona. I've gotten enough over got on Amazon. The Apple Store during your divorce, but <laughs> not all of us have. You're like, the do balls. you realize that we split? We split up. <laughs> that is yeah, that is how I got free AirPods from Apple. Oh, I was present for that customer service call. Oh, it was you? probably oh. one of the scariest moments of my adult life. Hamda. Oh so there was a period of time when Hamda was getting divorced. Well, where. <laughs> She would come into the studio and there would be things that would be bothering her on a level that maybe didn't merit, perhaps. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? She was upset? <laughs> the emotion? No. There was some transference towards certain customer service <laughs> employees. <laughs> and like, I, you know. You should have heard what they were be- saying on their side. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah, they were like, um, "Good, I'm glad you got divorced, you bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, "Okay, so, okay, well, this is a great moment, but uh, okay, 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 uh, okay, okay, okay." And I would just be like, mm-hmm. "Does anybody want anything from the kitchen?" No. Me, I'm like, if I die of Corona, it's your fault. Hemda <laughs> got a dip of the percentage of discounts Hemda got during that time period in her life was higher. If there was a, a chart that showed percentage of discounts and in relation to breakups, <laughs> you really are a Jew at heart because this is that's your love language <laughs> is to get deals when shit. I gotta really tell you, rough. I'm I'm into it. But I'm the, into it. 100%. The thing is, is Andrea, I know is way into it because she and and Keith also will be under the table for the whole thing, like just cringing, trying to work, mm-hmm. like nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, I was like, I just got two hundred and thirty dollars back, and they're like, damn, like you are so into yeah. it. Yeah, you I get re- paid though. You know that, like something that I noticed because I also yell a lot. Um, <laughs> You get paid per minute of yelling. You really do. So, like, for that call, you were probably on the phone for, like, two hours. But yeah. you got paid, you know, what is it, one fifteen an hour. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that is worth it. It's I, I'm happy for you. And, you know, I also think 
the thing is I always think about like I'm thinking about the people who are the essential worker I'm a big pussy I don't know if that's come across on this podcast but I'm a big pussy and so I'm always thinking like all the essential workers and they have to work their fucking jobs and whatever you know or in Hemda's case um, she's like saying hate speech against them or whatever she gets no I do okay to be clear (laughs) to be clear saying the n-word and I'm like Seth do you hear that Seth I know that your ex-husband is an asshole but I'm actually pretty calm during this call you know you're not no you you okay you hear a lot of okay is that what you're gonna say right now because let me repeat it to you is that what you hear I wouldn't categorize that as pretty calm that's, yeah, I like I oh, like that. that. I like when you fucking saying? No, I like when you tell people how they sound. It's yeah. like, okay, so you're telling me that I should be calling 911 because <laughs> Amazon canceled my delivery yes. of skim milk. I agree. This is the the world I want to live in is I want to benefit from your guys's uh aggression, but I don't want to be involved directly in it. Yeah. Um they're that's counting. The world you live in. They're counting on that. Okay, let's move I on. I know, and I get that. <laughs> I get it. No, you're a hero. It's great. I love when you call a lady from India a cunt. It's really good. I never do that. They don't even no, know what that means. It's fine. Never, not even she once. says it in English. It's she fine. said it in Hebrew, and it was under the breath, <laughs> and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Hamda, uh, yeah. we haven't really been able to perform uh, because you know everyone's dying and the world has shut down. <laughs> But everything is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, you were telling us a story about, you know, your old open mic days. And yeah. I think that everyone here needs to hear about it. Yeah. So this is actually the way I met Keith Malley, my co-host of Keith and the Girl. Uh, I used to Aww. go. To- <laughs> yeah. That's how fucked up this place was. So <laughs> this- Keith walks in with his sleeveless shirt and everyone's like, that's fine. Well, and everything fine. he owns because he lives in a hostel. Basically. Basically. <laughs> He comes in with his house on his back like a snail. (laughs) He's got a bar of soap and a towel. (laughs) Can I shower in this? And Hems is like, he's for me. That's my guy. (laughs) What a dream. I mean, how many divorces have you had? (laughs) Just one, surprisingly. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna work on my second one soon. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Um. So shout out to Xerxes. This week is our anniversary. But anyway, well, um, actually, wait. (laughs) It's actually your. Penetration anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your hand and mouth anniversary. It's, <laughs> it's actually twisted. not her hand and mouth anniversary. It's actually her uh, sex anniversary. Her, her, her meat pocket. Yep. Yes, I count that. Her salami slit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> congrats. It's so romantic. Thanks, guys. That's beautiful. beautiful. Uh, so congrats. Thank you. So this place, this place was called Surf Reality, and it really is what you did there. It was on the Lower East Side. It started above. The, okay, so the Lower East Side used to be a bunch of heroin drug deals. What uh, year is this? I joined in like at ninety five, I believe. And so, how did um, you hear of this place originally? I, I was doing kids parties, and this guy I worked with, Kevin. Yeah. Um, he, nothing he, to see there. Yep. <laughs> this guy was so nuts. He was like this, you know, we shouldn't have. Oh, good. Around children. I <laughs> love know, that. It was, he was manic as fuck. And, uh, I would have to calm him down while I calmed the children down. It was fucking nuts. And, uh, he would tell me, he would lecture me on the way everywhere because he had all the answers to everything. And he'd be like, you know, your buildings, they're not supposed to have corners. We should build circular ones because the energy needs to flow. He used to say this. Oh, I, yeah. the energy. I love this guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds oh, yeah. like all my boyfriends. Oh, it was fantastic. I liked him a lot because of this also. He would say 
Save your juice. He was uh, Scottish. Oh, okay, okay, because I was confused. (laughs) I love a crazy Scotsman. Save your juice. What he was saying is, and he would tell anyone we met, I'm so glad he never told the children, anyone we met that right before you come, there's a button between your asshole and your dick that you can press so that you don't come and you're saving your juice because it it creates more energy and you can keep fucking. Did you use to press his button? No, it never went there at Did all. Did the children press his button? No, no, no. Everything was very... These these are the normal people. These are the people who won't harass you, which is interesting. This, I felt so sure. safe. Yeah. So safe with this guy. He was a really fun guy. Yeah, well, he's saving his juice. It's fine. He's not using the juice on you. He's saving I mean, it. if you need juice, you know where to go because he's got it all. He's been. I wonder if he's still saving it. Yeah, I don't. You know, it could be. love this guy. I love already. Him. I love this. Yeah, he's like the janitor from The Simpsons. That was the accent you yes. just did. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. And groundskeeper Willie. Edging. Yes, no, yeah. the janitor in The Simpsons kept talking about edging as he worked with children. <laughs> yes. yes. And so I would, you know, I'd go to children's parties with this guy and he'd tell me about stuff and he's like, "You got to come on Sunday night." And he had a quote band, you know. I don't know, sure. plays trippy yeah. things and adds sounds to it and like, you know, yeah. everything you want to know from a crazy person. It's fantastic. And I didn't know mm-hmm. what an open mic was. He just said, go to this venue Sunday night, sign up is at 7, and the show starts at 7.45, something like that. I showed up to this place, and I didn't know what I was getting into. I really didn't know what an open mic was. I couldn't find the door. So it was on the Lower East Side. Nobody's there. It's a pretty abandoned place. Uh, this place started above a brothel initially. And mm-hmm. um, it's just... How so, did you know it was a brothel? Was it? Did you see women coming in and out? No. Was there a red light? At that point, it wasn't a brothel. It started above it. And I think like the neighborhood was starting to sort of clear that out. So maybe I didn't notice mm-hmm. because it wasn't there anymore. Or maybe it was just kind of like being subtle. But it was in an apartment. Yeah. Then the living room was converted into a uh, a show space very DIY mm-hmm. in the beginning they just had literally a mic eventually you saw like a booth you know develop and mm-hmm. you know yeah. very communal so this is was a place where like Jim Gaffigan frequented and like um you know uh, Mark Marin was a, a regular and, yeah and it was just a regular open mic you know eventually some of these people became really huge but this yeah you're allowed so I couldn't find the door and I was walking up and down the block, and the, I, I was like, "This has to be it." It was 172 Allen Street. Now it's a yoga. Now it's a yoga space, and I'm walking back and yeah. forth. And then I'm like, "This is the door," and the door was this big metal giant thing with metal stuff coming out of it. And I tried the door and couldn't open it. And I'm like, "This is a weird special space." Finally, somebody came out, or I pulled it hard enough. You go up the mm-hmm. stairs, you pay three dollars to get in. It's BYOB. Mm-hmm. There's a joint being passed around constantly. And uh, this is before oh, marijuana yeah. was legal. Nice. And uh, so the, the rules of the place was you can't heckle, you can't um, point out anybody in the space, and you can't set the space on fire. So <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, like I get the no crowd work and I get no heckling, but like you can't even a little bit set it on fire? Not even a corner. The problem is that another... What if you put it out with your juice? <laughs> and what happened for that rule to come into play? I had the other space burnt down and... Oh, well, there you go. And there <laughs> That'll it do it. Wait, can I interrupt? Yeah. Tracy, I mean, you and I have done comedy. The, the last show that you and I were on together was in the back room of a sushi restaurant mm-hmm. and no That's one correct. knew that it was a show. 
That's correct. And it was a wireless mic. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I kept taking so, pictures of me with you in the background. Just being like, this is good. This uh-huh. is, we're, we're doing fine. good career-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing comedy at a sushi bar. It, it was a like high-end sushi bar, too. It that was, was fancy. very nice. It was very nice. I was paid for that in in the form of sushi rolls. So oh, um, I, I don't not. know if you I don't know if you got that. But wow, you must have um, been headlining. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I didn't want to pull rank, but I did get um, mm. uh, some miso yeah, soup out of that. So, <laughs> so this is all to say that like when you perform in the city, you go into venues that perhaps are not meant for performing or really living. Um, but I kind of have grown to cherish these freak show spaces because you can do shit that you wouldn't do in a comedy club, like wouldn't do anywhere. Right, like when we did the show um, and the man who went up right before you opened all the way his butt and then showed us the inside of his asshole oh, like yeah. that. You were yeah. there for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there was a penis and his asshole. Yeah, I mean, the penis really was, I mean, you know, you've seen one, you've seen them all. But the inside of his asshole, like, I hadn't seen as many inside assholes. Yeah. See, that you was really, and then I had, to, that was very much surf reality. I do believe they were ahead of their time. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is that, like, this, this sounds crazy, but it, it, it really, like, I love it so much because it's, like, there's no rules you can try stuff that you would not normally try in other places and you see things on a regular basis that you're like holy shit this place was so great let me just give you a couple of things that i remember um because you're you are allowed to do anything anything for eight minutes and eight minutes is a joke nobody eight minutes is a long that's a really long time it doesn't exist Three. Yeah, if yeah. you go under eight minutes, you get a Faceboy Fun Pack, which has a blowjob because you know it says the word blow. Uh, it has a, a blow pop <laughs> in mm. it, and like a mint and a condom, and you know it was very cute. So they were encouraging people to go under, but right. save your juice. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for example, speaking of weird things, and it wasn't just comedians, but there was this comedian who came on and he got a, a six foot long uh, hero sandwich, and he sat there and he it for eight minutes while a recording of him plays in as in like this is your thought process and the whole time Ooh. You, yeah there was another like guy that. do you remember i don't I this, love a multimedia performance yeah. <laughs> there was love a multimedia performance 20 years ago i don't know if you remember uh mtv this guy ran up on stage and had it, it was he was shirtless and wrote soy bomb on his chest he like it was out of nowhere and everyone was scared because he had soy bomb <laughs> written on his chest. Wait, the, was this at the VMAs? VMAs, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course I remember that. Yes, I do. He was a regular person going to surf reality. In fact, oh, a friend of yours. I yes. <laughs> I do part my, of the crew. I do remember Oh, it's part of the regular crew. I do remember one time he ran out of material. I don't know what he did. Uh, he was, Right, right, right. And, and he, he hadn't just, done his tight 5. Yeah, and so he decided to drink his own pee for us. So that was special. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. And then now, was he peeing into a vessel and then or was he bringing it? it? Yeah. Or was he, you know, spraying upwards? <laughs> oh, like right from the teat? <laughs> right. Like a direct to consumer kind of performance. No, right into a cup. He was classy, you know? It was a real mm-hmm. yeah. There was another yeah, one. into a wine into a a, a champagne flute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We all cheered. It was very nice. Um, (laughs) There was another person who was an artist, and she really was great, super smart, but also very, very, very kooky. And um, one time... 
She she got on stage. She put a canvas down on the floor. She pulled down her pants and her underwear. She got down on her knees and she said, I'm going to paint for you today. She stuck her two fingers into her vagina, pulled out some period and drew a dick on the canvas. Now, well, that's just what I do at home. I I would rather watch that than the guy drink his pee. Now, she was a tough call. She was a little bit on heroin. So a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a little bit like a baby bit. Yeah, and then there was also, like, I saw, you know, um, some people's first stand-up set ever because that's just the first place wow. they went to. And then That they... was probably worse than the drinking of the pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, bitches be shopping. You're like, you know what? Bring the urine back. <laughs> I don't, I'm done with this. Anything. <laughs> yeah. There was another person who said people really, like, there was this big giant guy named Frankie. He was, like, six foot five at least. He he was a bouncer at it. Like, he looked like a bouncer. And it'd be like him reading reading poetry that everyone and and in the accent and everything like so you walk down the street and but like it was this beautiful you're just like yeah, I dated him that was my boyfriend <laughs> and I told him to go to surf reality I was like there is an open mic stop reading me these poems at home I am addicted. and share your gift Frankie I am addicted to freak shows like this yes I feel like half of the and Tracy you know this it's like Half of the lifestyle of comedy is just constant sadness and yes. just like you see human tragedy on a level that you're like, I don't know if I can come back mentally from witnessing mm-hmm. a woman talking about her child being taken away while she's twerking um, mm-hmm. in a thong. <laughs> it's like, can I come back from that emotionally? Mentally? But also a good decision by APS. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. I've never felt stronger about the government's decision making process. This place was exactly then, what I want New York to be. I remember being a teenager and going like, now I go to clubs and mayhem begins and I needed it. And I remember going to yeah. Palladium for the first time, which was one of the bigger clubs. Like there was all the elements in there. Go-go dancers. Yeah. You know, it's a little freaky, but I was like, this is not enough. Where's the fucked up shit going on? Then I went to Limelight and I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you get addicted to these people because you're like what unconscionable thing are you about to do that I get to witness I feel like I'm inside a reality TV show at all times and it's like it's just so exciting and it never ends it's yeah, amazing I mean, the things that happen to us here are like things that could never happen to anyone anywhere else in this whole world no no it, it was definitely I, I a also, special place I also love like when you mentioned that guy doing poetry. I love when someone gets deep in one of these places and it's like bad. Like, okay, so obviously he was good and that was like a really beautiful moment. But like I love when like a slam poet goes up and it's just like very bad and mm-hmm. they're getting like super emotional about it. Oh, yeah. And you're like, this is so bad and you get to watch the breakdown well there was a lot of that yeah i like keith used to go regularly with his 40s and his friends and um and he would play tits or tears and basically like Mm. a lot of the you know emotionally unstable females would Mm -hmm. be like okay i'm I'm out of material and just kind of like strip and go here's what i'm doing now Yes. Yeah, and that's accurate to the way that the world is right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm living a tits or tears existence. Pretty much tits and tears, tits without tears, tears without tits. Like every day is like, is it going to be tits or tears? <laughs> we don't even know. Um, I got to tell you, like you've had, you were in the city, I think, um, a little bit earlier than I was, and I was in Queens, like for the early years. I wasn't so much in the city, but I do remember. Um, where the lines blurred and where Queens kind of pulled me 
into the city. Yeah. And I've been thinking about, um, I, so I used to work in a tanning salon. Everyone's super shocked at that mm-hmm, because I right. don't seem like the type of classy guidette that would ever work in a tanning salon for most of her life. Uh, but I did. I worked you, in a tanning salon. Do you salon. tan or no? I used to when I worked there. No, I don't tan now. Mm. I mean, what? Did what, you? <laughs> Did you, I've seen pictures of past Tracy. Sometimes yeah. I like to go to your Facebook and then go, instead of <laughs> moving all the way forward, back. I go to the beginning times and I watch the genesis of you. <laughs> and did you at one point have like the tan and then the thin brow and then like the glossy lip and like the blonde highlights? I was bleach blonde. I was yes. bleach blonde. Oh, I live for that. There were, but it wasn't just, it wasn't a, a single process. There was chunky highlights involved. Yes. It's got to be chunks. Chunky, be chunky chunks. highlights. I mean, I would save up for like the whole year at the tanning salons just to get these, the chunkier, the better. <laughs> it was just it's so, a hard time for women. Yeah. I mean, I could post that picture in the group. No yes. one's going to be friends with me anymore, but yeah. here, you know, it is what it is. So uh, I was working in the tanning salon. And as always, I mean, you guys know Noelle Winters, my co-host. She's been on this show as well. Um, I used to make her do this stuff with me. Like, I really, she wasn't involved in any of the planning. She was just like, I was like, you know, we got to do a thing. Just come with me. Don't ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Like a mob so, guy. Yeah. <laughs> just mm-hmm. shut your mouth. All right. And then I would hit her in the face with a gun and, <laughs> well, and we were off. You got to so let I, people I know where you stand. Salon. <laughs> And I, I met these Irish guys in the tanning salon. And I was like, they are very, very good looking. They were from Broad Channel, which is in between. Um, it's the end of Queens. It's right before you go over the bridge to Rockaway. Okay? Broad Channel. So Broad. they're living in these little bungalow houses in Broad Channel. Why and does everything sound like a third world country when you talk about Irish people? Uh, you know, I'll let you think about that. Okay. <laughs> so they I were living... These- in the trees. <laughs> I find this one guy and I'm like, oh, Noel would really, really like him, right? So okay. I tell him, listen, my friend Noel was in here the other day and she saw you and she really liked you. Do you want to see a photo of her? And I show him a picture and he's like, oh, yeah, I really like her too. I was like, perfect. Um, what are you guys doing tonight? And they were like, oh, we're going to go to this bar on, I think it was the Upper East Side. How old were you? Uh, it's called Matt. I was 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe 16, because I don't think were I had a Were people IDing back then in New no. York? No. Apparently not. For for me, like, what I noticed is nobody ID'd until about when I was 21. So I... When... I, that, when they turned that over, all of a sudden, the city, Giuliani, all of a sudden, you really yeah. got carded hard, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, since when do we do this? Anywhere. They were... Yeah. yeah, they were card a little bit. Like, a lot of bars were, like, 18 to party, 21 to drink. Yeah. I've done. I used to do that a little bit when I was underage. Yeah, so and like we, hookah bars where you were like BYOB, but okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's like bring your own crack to smoke in the hookah pipe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so we went out. Uh, so I was I was probably seventeen, and I was nineteen, twenty, and I was like, oh, this guy saw you in the tanning salon the other day. He thought you were really hot. Um, you guys must have missed each other. So they don't know each other at all, but I've convinced them that they're like into each other, and now. They're going to be going on their first date. He tells me I'm going to bring a whole bunch of friends. You bring Noel. Uh, meet us at 1 a.m. in at Mad River. Love that. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Not a, not a problem at all. Where is Mad River? Because I feel like I'm familiar with that. It's the, I, I think it's the Upper East Side. Yes. It's on. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Which I don't think is uh, a, a good place for kids to hang out because that's like a very adult. Right. There's... Yeah. It's Third Avenue and like 82nd Street. 
weird. Yeah. That's more like yeah. cocaine mayhem than like it's it's a art. lot of frat boys. It's yeah. a lot of bars. It's like very very crazy over there. Yeah. So we go yeah. there at one a.m. Um, but we don't we can't really drive into the city. So we are gonna take the A train. <gasps> Tracy, God. how are you? So we <laughs> we take the A train. Are all you the way over the it city. yet? <laughs> I don't think there was something that broke in my brain at that point in my life that like I just did whatever okay interesting yeah so we get on a the rock train, bottom of sorts the, we take the craziest train ride the a train goes through very undesirable areas the a train is probably the worst train in the city I would say it's also like board. the longest you can be yeah. on yeah. there well for that's two the only hours. train that's where we are we're, we're leaving from Howard Beach I, I work yeah. at the tanning salon yeah. I get off at 11. You know, we're doing our hair and makeup and we're going on the train. So we go, we take the A train into the city. We meet these guys at Mad River. I convince them that they've seen each other before. And guess uh, what? They like each other. They do. Yeah, they like each other. They're in love. Yeah. We hang out at this bar all night long. Another one of their friends is a bartender. I mean, I might have had two drinks. I was smashed out of my face. I was dancing on the dance floor with all of these guys. Um, there was a lot of I think I found the happening. key to your mental health recovery. Just get drunk. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. I can't I can't hang. I cannot hang. So now they're like, all right, we're gonna now this is like five in the morning. They're like, we're gonna go home. Uh Tracy and Noel, you're gonna sleep over um this guy's house, right? So we're like, okay. So me and Noel and two guys get in a cab. We get in a yellow cab and we're gonna go from the east side of Manhattan, mm-hmm. the upper east side all the way to Broad Channel. Ugh. What is that, $200? That's like a 400-mile ride, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the cab. Can I tell you, all my, four... all my life I lived in Queens, and Broad Channel is in Queens. I have never, not once, met someone who fucking lived in Broad Channel, and this is, this is who Tracy is. Because okay, well... who, who even knew that real people live in fucking Broad Channel? Uh, As you will find out from this story, they are not real people. (laughs) And also, everyone in Broad Channel is related to each other. That is a fact. That is not me being racist. Perfect. That is literally a fact. Okay, so... Uh, we're in the cab. So you charter a plane from the Upper East Side to right, basically, and the cab rear ends someone oh. and gets in like a crazy car accident. We all smash our heads on the divider, wow. but we're kind of like your problem now. Bye. Just, right. We're like we kind of need to go home, so we tell the cab driver that we're like you're gonna wait for the cops, and he's like, nah, probably not. You're right. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. So we leave. And he charges us like $4,000 when we get to Broad Channel. (laughs) And one of the guys that we're with is like, bro, you got in a car accident. We almost died. Like, we're all injured. Like, I'm bleeding from my head. And he was like, so he was like, I don't care. Pay the money. So the cab driver takes a Snapple bottle, breaks the Snapple bottle, (laughs) and is now going to knife one of the guys that we're with. Hot. I okay. love this. <laughs> All right. So now this is like six in the morning. We're in and Broad Channel. There's one of you guys super quick. Just drink your own piss to gross them out. And then you could leave. <laughs> Come on. What did we girl, learn? Open your butt. Open your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I will. These. I love this time of day in New York City, like five, six a.m. Yeah. Because it's a combination of like the degenerates of society who are like breaking Snapple bottles and like trying to hook up in broad channel and then also the people who are getting up early to live 
your life. Right. Like, and they're like, oh, come on. Look at these losers coming home yeah. and we're just going out to exactly you know, it's the clashing of two very different worlds it's definitely <laughs> so a good go walk of shame time yes yeah. oh yeah. let me tell you about the walk of shame so now we are the 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 cab driver now has a weapon and is chasing us but we figure if we spread out he won't know who to chase yeah so we all spread out and we hide down different blocks now every block in broad channel is a dead end because it's only one street in the middle and then there's water on either side it's oh just God. a little channel. This so is like we, Fight Club. Yeah. So we all hide down different blocks. We end up meeting up like, you know, 20 minutes after we're hiding underneath someone's house. And we meet up in the middle and we go and we sleep at this guy's house. There, he has bunk beds. <laughs> and <laughs> Noel and this guy sleep on the top. Me and the other guy sleep on the bottom. His mm. mom has a day bed. And her day bed that she sleeps in is at the front door. Stop it. No. And she's like in her rollers in a house dress. And she's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And Noel was like, is that Aunt Jemima? Like, I don't know what's happening right now. <gasps> oh. We sleep in these bunk beds. We wake up in the morning and they're going to drive us home. But they only have a work truck. No. So now it's like 10 in the morning and they're driving us home and we're sitting on buckets in a work truck because <laughs> there's no seats in it. Did anyone hook up? Oh, did anyone hook up? Noelle dated this guy. That was her boyfriend. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. And like, guess what else? Noelle lost her virginity <gasps> to him. Not that uh, night. Yeah. <laughs> but You're here's the, here's the best alive. part. Are you ready about this part? <laughs> So he went away to school. So we figured he was in college, right? Because Noel's 20. Yeah. Mm -mm. He went away to high school, <gasps> to what? a boarding school. Wait. And he was like 16, 17 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so I think they oh, dated so till the he... The like, till kind he... of track because he was a child. He was... No, I think... I think like when she was 21, he was like 18. <laughs> no, love it. Yeah, it was really funny. And she blames me all for this. And you I did this. You, you know what his name was? Are you ready thing. for his name? Oh, God. Christopher Walken. Okay. What, but was that? Did you see ID? Literally his name. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. wait, I'm not dead and this is in hell. Like I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> That's what happened. This... And the guy that I was hanging out with. Every time I would go on a dating website, because obviously now he's a garbage man or yeah. a fireman. No, he's a garbage man. Uh, every time I would go on a dating website, he's the first guy that would try to message me. The broad church love stories. <laughs> the broad church. Broad, church. Sorry, broad channel. <laughs> so, I don't know. Where so, I yeah, am. that is uh, my mad river story. Oh, so, God. you know, God. I really was a wild child. Um, Andrea, God, you've been feeling a little lonely. I have been. I have been. I've been feeling a little lonely. I um. How are your Corona fuckboys? Uh, I just keep. I keep slowly dumping all of them because they're all assholes. The thing is, you start to like realize someone's an asshole in much more real time mm -hmm. because it's a pandemic. So behavior that you would normally like brush off and be like, eh, whatever. Like maybe I'll bang them and it'll be yeah. casual. Mm -hmm. Now it's like you're my correspondent in this pandemic and I'm not a fan of the way you carry yourself. And also, if we bang one day while Corona's still in the air, you might kill me. So mm -hmm. the stakes are just a little higher. The the, the you know, ironically I'm I'm raising my standards in a pandemic. Um 
but I'm so but then it's like I keep fake dumping these people I'm not in relationships with just like by ghosting them but I'm so alone I've been alone now for almost two months I'm gonna Mm -hmm. let that set in um (laughs) not a single human so I've not touched another human being in over two months and Emily my co-host of the hot mess comedy hour was like oh I think uh me and my boyfriend might uh go down to his family's house on the shore and without a beat I go can I come with you and I'm like oh (laughs) no no that's very weird are that's, you so you're trying to be a thruple on a couple's retreat a, a thruples trip that's that's I'm something s- i have offered andrea in normal time because what happens is i usually am in these long relationships so i start like trying to get experiences from other people so when my friend starts dating i'm like should i be like at the table next to you and kind of like helping you and like oh well do you remember when <laughs> yeah, everyone was on dating apps and hemda was like that. should i be in everyone's profile picture <laughs> Do you guys want to take pictures of me and then put me in your profile picture? I just want to be involved. <laughs> we're like, no, we're we're good. Hemda's got FOMO and she wants to be a polyamorous <laughs> freak show. But come to your committed monogamous person. You never date. And 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 I'm as someone who does date and lives this freak show life, I'm telling you, lonely. You're inviting yourself on couples retreats. It's sad. It's very sad. I have a sad been a lo- moment I, for me. I do really love relationships but i have i have like quote dated whatever that means in new york no one's picking you up no one's dropping you off no one's paying for you it's not like a yeah you're thing. just taking a, a cab to um an abandoned place and yeah in a bunk bed yeah it's know? rough yeah yeah and and emily that is true. Had... like we we kind of get fucked out of that experience yeah. oh, in new yeah. york city where like you know the guy's ringing your doorbell and like saying hi to your parents it's like no you have to get to a place unless you want to get murdered on the way. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you, my I lost my virginity in New York. The first person I l- was in love with was in New York and who I lived with. And how we met, I went to one of these 18-plus club nights my first mm. week in New York. Um, and I saw this redheaded, very flamboyant guy body mm. rolling in the corner. And it was a gay and straight club. Like, it was like a gay night. And I was like, he could be gay. But you're like perfect yeah i i'm beginning my journey as being a beard for every gay man in new york city so i walked well, up to andrea him Andrea has a type for sure i walked up to him and i said are you gay and he goes no why and i'm like oh good okay so do you want to dance and then we danced the night away uh we both body rolled in synchronicity mm. and and then i like when you say body roll do you mean like you guys did the worm no like like we 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 bumped and grinded. Okay, all right. Um, all right. On I'm, and I'm imagining each the other. worm on the floor. <laughs> no, that requires skill. What we're doing is more of a gyrate okay. in the general direction. And I remember being like, Ugh, "I'm a virgin. I need to like get rid of this." And I'm like, "This freak will do." And so I was like, "Hey, do you want to go to Coney Island with me?" Because I'd always I had never been to Coney Island. I was on TV. So obsessed with it. Do you um, think New Yorkers go to Coney Island to have sex? Like that's I the ride? It would be a fun day. Very romantic. <laughs> I in retrospect like millennials or, or, or younger than millennials, like younger generations who are just apps and like sliding into the DMs, I tell them this story and they're like, I can't 
even fathom this. I found a man in the wild. I asked him to go to Coney Island with me, which is like a degenerate amusement park on the water. <laughs> you were like, do you like dirty needles? Yeah. Same. <laughs> and then we met. I got his number. We met at Union Square and we took the train to Coney Island. Yeah, Again, forever. The, the A train. We took mm-hmm. like a seven hour train ride together. I had a bottle of Old English because I used to drink malt liquor during the day. So him and I were just is, is that a Is that a 40? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was Keith Malley. He okay. was Hemda. Um, no, Andrea. Okay. Side note. Andrea is exactly a split between Keith Malley and me. And, and, oh, and, it, and she hates this because it's it's her like devil side that's Keith. But no, I'm not. Don't compare me. <laughs> These are Keith. your parents. That's where you came from. I'm in an unstable <laughs> spot already. I don't need to look in the mirror and see Keith Malley's face. OK, Hamda. True. It's so true. So, though. <laughs> so I was sleeveless and I was passing a 40 to my <laughs> new gay boyfriend who I didn't know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't know you at all. And now we're going to be on the train together drinking in public for like two hours. And can I say, not to- not the best lighting on the train. It's very awkward because you're sitting next to each other and it's just flaw after flaw. And like if someone's yeah. breath stinks, you're like, uh, this is my stop. Get out of here. There's a guy jerking off. Again, <laughs> we've run out of malt liquor. I'm like peeing in the corner. It's beautiful. <laughs> Into a champagne um, flute. We get off. We go to Coney Island. We get on all the rides. Those rides. Okay, so Coney Island is a amusement park. I feel like sure. it's maybe cleaner now and safer than it used to be, question yeah. mark. I don't know. But this was <laughs> – you will never go to Coney Island. Oh, I went there one time. We'll tell that on another podcast. <laughs> it's like it's like hell, but it's mm-hmm. fun. You I was going to say, it's, sure. it's like hell created a, an amusement park. You'd kind of want to go. That's what it yes! is. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're buying like margaritas from a giant plastic cup. There's uh, a literal there's... freak show where like it's just human beings that yeah, we, it's, <laughs> it's like, like people with disabilities. They have deformities. They yeah. have deformities. That's what the problem is. Yeah, and, and you throw shit at them. Yeah, it's such a weird decision to make on all parts. Yeah. So are you guys still together? Uh, no, no. But we were together for. We, we go on the rides together. I get so sick. These rides are not, like, approved mm-hmm. by anything. There's, no. like, a schizophrenic with a peg leg running the thing. And you're like, that's good. I mean, he's a carny. This should yeah. be good. <laughs> I throw up. Oh. I throw <laughs> up from the combination. Really? Why would I not want to go there? Why would I be nervous at Coney Island? Every time someone says, Tracy, go to Coney Island, I go, no, that's where people throw up. And they go, you're crazy. And no. I go, okay. You're right. No. It is the throw I get an capital. airbrush tattoo of Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I- Andrea, is there a photo of this anywhere? Please, please, please. I don't please. think so. No. Oh. Oh. I know. It's so sad. Airbrush tattoo of Biggie Smalls, 40 of malt liquor, weird margaritas, then like a ride that just like shakes you i vomit mm. then we go out onto the beach and i i hadn't really even <laughs> kissed people like oh well i, I, I mean the best t- time to kiss someone is after you vomit so that works out <laughs> that's my love language and so now we're making out and we're driving on the beach so it's like <sighs> we're like rolling around in the sand and, like, there are kids at Coney Island. Not, like, necessarily 
uh, there's certain parts of the amusement park that are like a little bit more adult, and obviously like bad parents bring their kids there and, and no, all that stuff. No, this but, like, is this is their neighborhood. They're just at the yes. beach. You're the weirdo throwing up all over that's, their that's, property. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like vomiting. No, like, that's like a you. thing, though. I'm telling you, this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I just remember, like, him dry humping me, like, into the sand. And I was getting, like, further buried. Is it summer? Like, what's happening? Yes. It's summer. Okay, good. So there's families. Okay, good. I'm, like, buried in sand. Do you have a bathing suit on? What's happening? She's always wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> true. I, I'm true. wearing a bikini and spandex pants. And, you know, this guy's boner is digging into my crotch. And I felt so alive and i ended up going back to his place he cooked me no fucking joke pasta balls and sauce Ooh. and and i was like i don't know if i want to have sex and then like 20 minutes into the pasta i'm like oh i'm totally having sex was and it I good lost, no it was terrible um he both the sex and the balls uh, no, I'm I talking mean, about the pasta. I don't care about the sex. Andrea, how was the sauce? The sauce was good enough that it got me to put out. So well, that's, I, mean, I mean, that's how good is that sauce? <laughs> it's a mediocre sauce. <laughs> All you got to do is take me to an amusement park and let me throw up. And it's a love connection. Yeah, Can I tell you well, together. when this pandemic is over, we are all mm-hmm. having a party uh, only in if New York. If this pandemic is over, go ahead. When uh, we're having an only in New York party where everyone brings balls and sauce and okay. we just have a pasta party. Can we like just that. tell me that that's going to happen so I can look it's forward gonna to happen. it? I'll tell you that's going to happen, but I think the world is ending. So I didn't hear the end of your is. sentence and I'm not going to. Please continue, Andrea. That's fine. <laughs> Hemda can bring her tortilla recipe. <laughs> Um, she could she could fry a whole potato <laughs> for her OnlyFans. My God, you guys, you, you posted that in the Facebook group. I did. I, you know what? I didn't think you'd get such a response. People were blown away by this. People are blown away. So if you guys don't remember, last week we talked about the things that Hemza's been making and uh, some pothead shit she did by posting a picture of an entire Idaho potato, <laughs> just cut ever so slightly so it will stand up vertically. <laughs> In a pan with all of its skin on. And uh, this is how she was cooking potatoes. And the reason I have that, I'm going to tell you the reason I have that, because my dear friend Noelle Winters saw that, screenshot it to me, and go, what the hell is this? (laughs) Oh, I love that I'm on your mind. (laughs) And I had it still in our text messages. And I posted it in the Only in New York group. So, guys, you're missing out if you're not in the Facebook group. And I posted it, and people were blown away. It was so yeah. funny. It because they, they couldn't. They thought I was like exaggerating. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Once I saw it, I was like, "That is some stone." It's a vertical potato. Ass shit, man. It was so good. No, yeah. I bet. Uh, it's interesting. It's the this weirdo that I that I lost my virginity to though. Um, much like Noel, he became like a central character in my life in New York City because. <laughs> He was going to NYU and I was going to Parsons, which is an art school um, in New York City. And we ended up dating for over a year. I, I moved in with him and I became friends with all his like ragtag musician friends. Like I used mm-hmm. to run with all these like, uh, you know, Brooklyn DIY fucking artsy motherfuckers. And that's how and he was like a finance guy. He was kind of hippie-ish, but he was also like you wouldn't expect him to run with this level of like weirdo. And that was like a lot of my New York life for the first few years was like going to shows with these dudes. Like it was such a 
like you met a guy at a bar, you body roll, you ask him if he's gay, you go to Coney Island, <laughs> you dry hump, you throw up, and then you guys, boom, your you're married. Life, your whole life starts from there. Do you and, like, still talk to him? No, he got me pregnant and then forgot to call me during an abortion. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's an honest mistake, though. The, the memories. It's like that's how I mean, well, you guys that was up. that was before Google Cal and you don't have alerts and stuff. It's yeah, I mean, Andrea. And also that was like, did you even have a cell phone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was yeah. no texting. What was, do you want? You're getting rid of the baby. So it's not no. like you need right. To like what do you around. need support? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, come on. you have to take you don't have to take me to Planned Parenthood. Just drop me off. I took the train back from my abortion i'll have you know yeah so. but that's good thinking time you know yeah yeah to think <laughs> just about everything that you've done <laughs> to get to this point yeah it's these these ragtag weirdos well this is the thing you two are from new york mm-hmm. so you grew up here you had like friends and family built in kind of i feel like socially obviously you moved away from that but you had some sort of like built-in yeah. network from growing up here when you move here you're just like this freak who has to find people. And I used to just go out to clubs and be like, hello, hello. Aww. Can I be your friend? I think friend? I do that regardless. I know. She's, she's so cute when she does that. It is so I, cute. I was like, I, <laughs> hello, I how are you? I remember oh. I wrote in my journal being like, oh God. today I talked to this girl in class and I feel like next week I can ask her for her phone number and maybe we can like go get a copy. (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's adorable. Well, that's the thing is when you, when you move to New York, you have to build up your network and everyone already has their network and everyone's so busy. So it really is like hard. It's such a busy, busy city filled with life. And it can feel so lonely when you don't have like your squad here. I think when you build your, your people in New York City, that's when you actually really have like have a lot of fun here. But it's yeah. it's it's very jarring. You know? I agree with that, but I also think like, you know, when you moved here, you were in college. So you're in college, you're gonna make friends, and then, you know, years later you start comedy, you start comedy, you make friends. I think about people who move like and they have like kids, right? And their husbands relocate. Yeah. And now it's like what, how are you supposed to make friends? I guess if you have kids, you could be friends with like the other moms. Mm. Yeah. But like yeah. if you're not working somewhere that's like social. I think yeah. in general, though, in general, as an adult, it's difficult to make friends because you're not all at the same place. I remember, you know, college age, you just go, hey, we're all going over here and like 10, 20 people would show up now. Yeah, because yeah, college was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to college for like a year, but yeah. <laughs> No, but just even college age people were yeah. like that. You had because you had like one friend that went to a different school and like one fr- and then like you meet people from other neighborhoods mm-hmm. and then you hang out with their friends and then, you know, yeah, you sleep with a few of their friends and it's fun. Maybe, maybe you go to a bunk bed. My goal is just to live like this endlessly. And that's, you know, after the pandemic, baby, New York City, we're doing it. Yeah, we're going yeah. back we're doing it. We're going yeah. to Coney Island. We are doing it. Yeah. Guys, make sure you're joining our Facebook group. Do not forget. you got to see Hemda's Potatoes. Uh, <laughs> that may or may not have been a little innuendo. I guess you got to join to find out. Make sure you're rating and reviewing us. And also, uh, very good news. This is big news. Uh, TracyCarnazzo.com. I set up a merch page so you guys could check out our Only in New York stickers. And there's instructions um, on how to get an Only in New York sticker. They're holographic. They're amazing. They're so and fucking you, cool. You definitely want it. Don't forget about our live virtual event 
put a save the date in for May 16th. And you could find me at TracyCarnazzo.com or you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. Hemda, what's going on with you? I am at Chemda. That's how you spell Chemda, C-H-E-M-D-A. And we're continuing to also record. Well, she's at uh, Hemda. And at uh, I'd love for you guys to listen <laughs> on to that. Instagram. Everybody no, actually, on Instagram, she's Hemda KCG. She is, how, is met Hemda is, on Twitter. And check out Keith and the Girl. She records a few times a week, and it's an amazing show. They've been recording over 15 years. Andrea, where can we find you? You can follow me on Instagram at AndreaComedy69. You can see my literal potatoes on there and my metaphorical potatoes. And thank you to all the Only in New York fans who have been Venmoing me. I love it. Oh, my God. It. Thank you so, so much, guys. Make sure you check out on our Instagrams. We definitely have our Venmos. If you want to send us a tip during these trying times, oh, definitely do that. So That is generous. so helpful, and we so love you thoughtful. forever. Literally getting me through this pandemic. I'm like, oh, do I have enough for groceries? Yes, I do, because this Only New York fan sent me money. So I know. I love it. I really appreciate it. Uh, Check out the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Both these ladies have been on it. Tracy was on again recently. And I'm sure we'll be on again soon. Um, And just fucking keep on balls and sourcing. Keep on keeping on, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Balls. Balls. Sauce.